Hello, welcome to the High View Podcast, a gospel-centered conversation exploring theology, culture, and the life of Chad Williams. <laughs> I'm your host, Tyler Sweat, the pastor of Connection and Community, and this uh, is take two of this introduction because we didn't record the first part, yeah, which sometimes that's how it goes it in the podcast world. That's what happens when you don't do a podcast for we're rusty, man, for months. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're a little bit. We're a little bit rusty, but, uh, but we're season glad two to, is rolling now, man. Glad to be back. Season We've had some some solid episodes so far, and um, yeah, including a couple of, of episodes ago, we had a podcast where we introduced um, our one of our other regular co hosts, uh, Pastor Josh, yeah, who is uh, who's not with us today. But what we want to do is take some of these these uh, episodes right now to actually introduce ourselves because. As I discovered, we, we never really did that no. on this on this episode on, on any of these episodes. So I uh, just want to take some time to let you, the people, know a little bit more about us. Um, and, and I know we have we have such a wide range of, of audience. We have some of our church members. We have some people across the the nation and even across the world. So we just want to take some time to introduce ourselves. And today we're going to take a deep dive into the life and times of Chad. Williams, and fun. You might even learn what his middle name is today. I don't know. Maybe uh, that'll be bonus episode. Bonus episode. Uh, <laughs> trivia question sure. for those of you who are playing along. Mm. Um, tweet at us what you think Chad's middle name is. Oh no! Don't you dare! <laughs> don't you dare! Uh, <laughs> all right, let's let's get going. Um, we just really want to take some time to meet Pastor Chad. So, Chad, tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of where you're at currently in life. What's uh, what's going on in the life of, of Chad Williams? Yeah, uh, so I've been the lead pastor here. Have you? We planted the church uh, back uh, at the end of uh, or the beginning of 2013 is when we constituted. Uh, so uh, so been here for going on seven years as a lead pastor. Um, I am married to Kaylee. We have a daughter named Lydia who's two, and uh, she says she's a she's a blast right now. A lot of fun. And, uh, and we, uh, just completed a move, uh, moved a little closer to the church. So, um, so yeah, so it's a busy season. Yeah. Uh, a lot going on, but, uh, but a fun season. Very nice. That's, that's great, man. Yeah. I know there's a lot uh, going on in the life of our pastors always. And, uh, yeah, it seems like you guys are having a really good, really good time there. Um, so tell me a little bit more, um, uh, just about your, your early years. What, where'd you come from? Mm. Where'd you go? Where'd you come from, <laughs> Chad? Yeah, um, so I grew up um, in this area, actually. I uh, grew up not far from here uh, and uh, had two great parents. Um, grew up in church all the time. My, my grandfather uh, was a, a church planter himself mm. and a pastor, uh, professor in a seminary for uh, almost 50 years. Wow. Uh, so, uh, so he was a, a huge influence in my life. His name is uh, Dr. Gene Rainwater, and he was a, a tremendous man, the godliest man I, I've ever known, and spent a ton of time with him uh, growing up. I mean, he was, man, he was my hero in every possible way. Avid reader, um, and really some of those things that I picked up from him, and and, and my grandmother as well, um, really kind of set me on a trajectory. I think God was going to use over the, mm. you know, the, the course of my life. Um, and so, um, yeah, had a great family growing up, mom and dad, fantastic. Uh, they're actually members of our church. Yeah. 
um, which is great. Uh, they're still they're still in the area. Their their grandparents now got three uh, granddaughters running around, uh, so life's good for them. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so uh, growing up, um, I would say I was uh, early on uh, more serious about my faith than I would become. Um, kind of as I grew up, um, where I was just in church, we were in church all the time. Mm. And so going to church was just so second nature to us and, uh, growing up as kids. And I think that, uh, I'm thankful for all of that, uh, in hindsight. Uh, but it, it really wasn't until, uh, into my teens, my late teens that I actually really owned my faith, I think. Mm. And, uh, and, and began seeing, uh, seeing real lasting fruit. Um, and, uh, so yeah, so it was, uh, I had a great childhood, honestly, uh, very blessed. Like I said, great family, great influences around. Mm. Um, and, uh, and that kind of set a lot of things in place that I still lean on a lot today for sure. That's awesome, man. Um, yeah, it's really encouraging to, to hear that, I know with even with Pastor Josh, his episode, we talked about the the blessing of having a godly family, yeah, being being raised in that environment, and especially having your grandfather, uh, kind of be a be a model of someone that you wanted to eventually become like, right? And yeah, you didn't really, I guess, know that at first. Sure, it's it's also a reminder that you're. I was still a pretty bad person as a teenager. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I had all these things that were kind of working in my favor mm. that a lot of people don't, you know, stable home, mm. uh, grown up around the church, in the church constantly, yep. great influences. And yet I was kind of a crappy teenager right? and went through a season of rebellion and just wasn't a very good person for, yep. for, for a season there. And, uh, and so God, but God used that as well. He used that yes. time of, of kind of wandering and, and not, uh, really, uh, taking ownership, I think of my own faith and, and uh, and not seeing a lot of fruit from it, mm-hmm. and God really used that, and so a lot learned through a lot of painful experiences in that realm as well. So it's just a reminder too, is to parents, yes. uh, to pastors, that you can set all the parameters you want and, and have everything kind of uh, ideal in so many respects, but yes, everyone's journey is an individual journey, and uh, and and faith kind of works on a very one on one basis, and. And so we, and we don't control that ultimately. That's a work of God and the Holy Spirit. So, um, I think that my life is kind of a picture of, of that, uh, nature nurture thing, Mm -hmm. um, for sure. So, yeah, I think that's a great point. And that's, that's the other side of like being able to celebrate having, having a godly home to grow up in, um, is, is great. But I think it's worth noting, like you said, that, uh, it doesn't, doesn't mean that everyone who ends up becoming a pastor had, the godliest home or sure. had yeah. the, the best circumstances, but it does mean that God's been up to some cool stuff in no in all of our lives, no matter where we start Absolutely. out. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Um, so that's cool. So tell me a little bit about, you, you mentioned kind of you beginning to see some fruitful growth in your faith as you got older. Uh, tell me about like early twenties, Chad, like where were you at professionally? Where were you at kind of spiritually? What, what did that, the growth in that phase of your life look like? Yeah. So I used to work for Chick-fil-A. What for? So there's a joke about this in our in our congregation. I, I, I tend to talk about. A lot. You never start, you never mention it at all. <laughs> I started I started working for a store for Chick Fil A um, when I was 16 mm. years old, and uh, and so that was actually a really big deal for me. A lot. Of, I mean, that was a really shaping season, and I think in some ways helped me kind of 
uh, on my way kind of back to the Lord in a lot of ways. Mm. Uh, the Christian kind of leadership principles and the, the Christian culture that uh, was so prevalent uh, in that in that company. And, and so yeah. uh, worked my way up. Um, in my early 20s, I was uh, doing uh, grand openings for Chick-fil-A. I was a grand opening coordinator wow. for Chick-fil-A. And uh, God really uh, blessed that. And, and, and that was kind of uh, actually led up to me eventually entering into ministry. And so that season was um, in some ways a, a challenging one, but it also was a time where I really uh, came to, uh, like I said, really mm. uh, begin pursuing Jesus on my, on my own and, uh, and starting to see fruit during that season of my life. And I started seeing it not only in my personal life, but uh, just kind of my one-on-one time with Jesus. I started seeing how I was talking to others, treating others, valuing others, mm. and started to see that and continue to see that kind of improve over time. Like I said, I was not that person in my, my teens, um, but God was, was kind of moving me and evolving me in that way spiritually. Yeah. And, and so that was, a, that was a, a good season, a sweet season in a lot of ways. That's awesome. So um, you, you kind of mentioned Chick Fil A being this this place that developed your interpersonal kind of being a, a kind person. That's that's really really cool. I think we see that um, a lot just in our in our local Chick Fil A. So thank you, Chick Fil A. <laughs> uh, not not sponsoring our podcast, but boy, do we want you to. So um, someone, if you know anyone knows Dan, Kathy, do you have his do you have his phone number? Oh, no, mm, no. Okay. I think I do. Um, but anyway, just thank you, Chick Fil A, <laughs> for for being kind and giving us a different experience than other yeah. other fast food places. Man, Chick Fil A uh, shaped me as a leader in a lot mm. of ways. I mean, I I mean, and, yeah. and I think they've done that with a lot of young yes, uh, a lot of young people, uh, honestly. And so sure. I think that's a big part of their impact is not just people who stay with the company, uh, but people who don't who go into other things yeah. who maybe they work there in college or something or whatever. Which fun fact, Tyler. Mm. Your host, your fearless host, actually worked for Chick Fil A. That is true. When from, you were in college, yeah, I was in college. Worked for, at a Chick Fil A in the town where I went to school for about a year, mm. and uh, yeah, that was a fun. That was a fun time. Got to got to fr- uh, deep fry a lot of chicken mm. and French fries. You should have been out front, man. You know, uh, you should have yes, been out front. I originally applied to be out front in the lobby, but yeah. uh, I, I quickly learned that. They didn't value um, they didn't value the personality of of the people they had out front as much as they did their physical appearance. So I got put in the back. <laughs> if that tells you anything, uh, people tell mm. me that I have a face for radio. So that's <laughs> for that's podcasts. why we do podcasts. No, um, so <laughs> back to Chad. No, but yeah, Chick Fil A was a great um, a great chance for me to learn some of those. Cause that, that was one of the things that surprised me, even though we were, you know, I was in the, on the kitchen team, mm-hmm. we were still expected to have a certain number of customer uh, encounters and customer conversations right. where if we went out on a break, you know, we were supposed to kind of you know, talk to the people mm-hmm. out in the, in the lobby. Like, hey, tray. how's the chicken? You yeah, know? Yeah. Sure. Cook that just for you kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, still sure. wanted to have that interpersonal. Uh, in fact, they used to make us even say my pleasure to one another. Not just customers, like oh, it was yeah. a, a oh, culture. That's oh yeah, yeah. That's serious, was, man. Yes, that's serious stuff. It really, it really is. Um, There's no your welcomes anywhere in a chicken. Get out of here with that. Get out of nonsense. Here. <laughs> it's my pleasure or nothing. That's right. Yep. So um, cool. So you you spent some time in in Chick Fil A, I believe. If we haven't covered that already, I used um, to work there. Used to work there. Um, so tell us what was the what was the transition for you between planting Chick Fil A's to planting churches. 
Yeah, that was a that was a, a challenging time uh, in a lot of ways, um, and and I honestly did not. Uh, I I kind of left that world and entered into vocational ministry uh, reluctantly in a lot of ways. Um, and uh, and how and so, how old were you at this point? So I was twenty three, something like gotcha. that. Gotcha. Um, and so 23, 24 and, um, went through, went through a season of just kind of, I, and, and it was very clear God's call, uh, to, to go into ministry for me was really, really clear and, and was affirmed, uh, by, by people close to me. And, and so, uh, went through just kind of a, a struggle of, of letting go and, and, and taking a leap of faith and kind of leaving stability and leaving things that, uh, promising future and career for mm-hmm. the great unknown, yeah, which was really really challenging uh, right out of the gate. So my felt like my, my faith was getting tested really really early and, and often in that way. Uh, but the Lord just kind of started opening doors. I wound up um, uh, serving. Uh, actually, the first thing I, I did in, in vocational ministry or, or ministry generally was um, actually homeless ministry in Atlanta. Mm. Uh, that was the first uh, first stuff we did. We collected socks. We would we would hold this service. And we would collect things like socks and, and different things that the homeless need in Atlanta. Yeah. And we would actually go to under different bridges, so we would we'd hold a service and collect all this stuff, and then we'd go take it the next week. And, um, and so that was that was fun putting that together. Learned nice. a lot, uh, learned a lot, saw a lot of need um, early on, and was very zealous and and you know passionate about those right. things. And uh, and so yeah, so through that, uh, wound up meeting some people, wound up on staff at a church was. Uh, part-time, uh, served as a, a college and career pastor uh, for a season, and then was actually at that church when uh, God started just kind of moving on me to come back to Villarica to, to plant where we where we are now in West Georgia, um, and didn't want to do that initially either. Uh, and so um, it's kind of one of those, don't really want to go back home to do that. That wasn't something that I wanted mm-hmm. to do, but uh, but God had other plans, and uh, and so seven years later, here we are, and uh, God has um, you know shown Himself self faithful over and over and over. So, um, yeah, that's 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 the transition in a nutshell. It was uh, painful, challenging. You're taking a step, and, and just like it's just like in leadership, when you're when you're walking through seasons like that, it's like walking in the dark. You can only mm-hmm. see what's in front of you, and the yeah. only way to keep seeing what's in front of you is to keep stepping. Yeah, to keep moving. Yeah. Um, and so uh, it was a challenging season, but a really fruitful season. And a lot of stuff that God showed me then and taught me then, I have leaned on for the last seven years. So as a young lead pastor, so I'm thankful for all of that. Of course. Um, before we get into the uh, the kind of last piece of the story with Highview, um, I want to ask you a, a potentially tough question to, to ask. Um, what would you say is one of the um, perhaps – one of the more difficult seasons that you walk through that you learn the most from, or, or you know, what's maybe the, the most difficult leadership lesson, uh, whether that's with church stuff, with business stuff, with your home uh, that you've had to learn. Mm, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot that pops into my head when you said that. Um, I think there was a season right after we committed to plant Highview where um, I was really challenged. I, I, um, had actually started back working part time in a Chick Fil A hmm. uh, nearby to to just make any amount of money, and uh, fundraising was not going well initially. And we had some people that had uh, made some commitments, need to back out, 
Uh, and so we had stepped out and then suddenly we were very much exposed and, and things were very, very bleak there for a mm. season. And uh, it's crazy to think this was only seven years ago uh, as I'm retelling it, but um, but it was. And so there was a, a real possibility Highview was not going to happen for, mm. for an extended period of time there. And it felt like everything that I had built up to to this point was now I, I misread it and this wasn't of God and yeah. this isn't going to work. And so that was a really challenging season. And that was a, a season of an unbelievable growth because there were times where I really uh, was just ready to throw in the towel, ready to give up, ready to turn it up, turn it over, you know, whatever, move on to the next thing um, that God just uh, kind of in me created some, um, uh, whatever it is that, that long suffering, that mm-hmm. patience, and uh, and then just watched him over the next, you know, couple of years in particular, just move in miraculous ways. Really, um, that just kind of still I'm pinching myself that that happened. I, I don't see mm. how that happened. Um, and so there was just a lot of that in, in that season, and it was just about you're gonna have to trust me. And it wasn't a I step out in faith and everything kind of looked rosy right away. It yeah. was I stepped out in faith and it looked bleak. And, uh, but, but you lived in that bleakness and, and there were certainly things I didn't handle well in that season and times I really doubted God had, um, had called me to do it and, and whether I hadn't heard from him the right way or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And so, but God really used that season to, to do a lot of me. That's great. What, what would you go back if you could go back and talk to your 20 year old Chad, mm-hmm. what would you, what would you tell him? Like, what would be the most encouraging thing you could tell yourself? Be patient. Just be patient. Mm. Um, you know, ministry and life in general is just, it's a grind. Yeah. And um, I don't remember who I was telling this to recently, but I feel like with ministry and, and, and the way life works, it's like a baseball season. It's 162 games. It's not a football season. It's not 12 games, 16 games. Man, it is, it's just a grind. And you can't get too high, you can't get too low. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I would have told myself, 10 years ago, man, just slow down. It's going to be okay. Um, learn, grow, suffer, live life. You, you minister out of your knowledge of the scriptures and life experience. Mm. That's what ultimately shapes how you minister to people. So things you've been through, truth that you have just absorbed into your soul. Yeah. That's what you lead out of. Um, I think that typically in that age range, guys have more, way more Bible knowledge than they do life experience, and they're yeah. they're kind of uh, foolishly eager to jump into that and don't realize that. And you can't microwave that. Um, there's no way to accelerate that. Really, you just have to live through that. And um, and so <clears throat> that's the challenge of of being a young leader uh, in life or in ministry in any in any honestly in any context. Yeah. is you just don't have the life experience. You can't get the life experience without doing it. Sure. And uh, and so there can be this tension and this angst in that and this like frustration even. So I would go back, and I, I felt that in major quantities. I would go back and say, bro, just calm down. Just settle yeah. in. It's mm. going to be okay. You're high strung. Get a hobby. <laughs> like get a hobby. Yeah. You know, I was 31 before. Go play some golf. Man, do something. Yeah. You know? Um, get a hobby, uh, life, enjoy life more. Um, stop wishing you were 10 years ahead of where you're at constantly. 
Yeah. Um, and, and when you get 10 years from now, you'll be glad you did. Yeah. That's actually uh, something Victoria and I, my wife, Victoria and I were talking about last night. So we have started this new workout program called insanity mm-hmm. and it is appropriately named. <laughs> if anybody's ever tried it, they know what I'm talking about. Um, but you watch these videos and it's these like super fit, you know, people that are, you know, they're, you know, moaning and groaning about doing this workout. And I'm like, here I am, you know, 30, 30 pounds away from my goal weight. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why, you know, why can't, why can't I just be there without having to get, without having to work to get there? You know, yep. why can't I just see the results without having to do the work that it takes to, to have the growth or to have, in sure. my case, the, yeah. the anti-growth. I want to stop growing wide. Um, I want to, <laughs> I want to slim down, you know? Um, and then, yeah, so I see, see these people who are much farther along than I am on the fitness journey and they're still struggling with, with this. So I'm thinking, okay, the fact that I'm struggling with it is expected. Yeah. Right. Like, sure. because I'm weaker, because I'm not as in shape, it's okay that I'm struggling and it's actually in the struggle that I'm going to see the results that I'm going to grow. That's it. Yeah. So That's it's it. tough to, it's tough to take sometimes. It's easy to say. It's just absolutely. hard to hard to do, hard to believe. Hundred percent, and that's what you know makes me think when uh, when the scriptures say that you know bodily training is of some value, but training in godliness is of value in every way. That it takes the same thing for our growth growth in godliness, for our growth in leadership. It's mm-hmm. going to take like we grow through struggle, not in the absence of struggle. Yeah, God's sovereign over that too. Like yep. He's sovereign over. There's a reason um, in in God's sovereign plan. Um, you know, I 25 year old Chad just didn't know what yeah. 35 and that's okay. That's normal. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that's a part of it. You know, God knew that, you know, and so yeah. he tends to give you what you can handle in, in certain ways. And then in times he gives you more than you can handle in order for you to grow. It's just, it's all, it's all good, man. You just, you ride it out and you, uh, learn as you go and you don't get too eager about the next phase yeah. and you miss the good of the, the current one. Right. That's good. Uh, so last time I gave Josh an opportunity to share kind of his version of how Highview became a thing, you know, and I told him, you know, since he was, yeah, I heard it, I dispute the whole thing. Since all... you weren't here, he could say whatever he wanted to about <laughs> you. So I'm giving you the same, right. You know, Josh isn't here. So feel free to, to share any, you know, your side of the story, dirt on I him. I actually heard it. I heard what, you know, he, uh, he got it right. You know, um, mm. we met through a mutual friend. I don't think he included this. We, uh, we met, we were jamming, like we were just getting together to jam on some music and I played drums. I, I used to play drums a lot. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, Josh, you know, I don't know if everyone knows this, but Josh is an incredible musician. Mm-hmm. I was about to say you were both musicians, but uh, you were a drummer. No. So no, that's the, exactly. That's the joke. What do you call the group of people that hang out with musicians? Drum. Drummers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't. Yep. So there's uh so we, we got together and we were just, we were just jamming on some early two thousands worship music. Nice. And, uh, and, uh, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun and, and we, you know, we kind of hit it off there and just, uh, say, Hey man, let's uh, meet up for, uh, for lunch or something. And I just, you know, I just went up to him and said, Hey man, let's, let's go to lunch. And he's like, okay. You know, and we, uh, we met and had a burger at five guys and talked about, um, RC Sproul books, mm. you know, that we were reading. And I was like, is there another dude who reads this stuff mm. around here? And, yeah. Um, and that was kind of the, the, the beginning of a friendship there. And, and really in a lot of ways, Highview was kind of born out of a friendship. 
yeah. you know, just a, a mutual discipling of one another over time. And, uh, and he actually came with me to, uh, the church that, uh, I think Josh at that time was out of, was out of full-time ministry and, and, uh, and so we, uh, yeah, he, he wound up, uh, coming with me to the church I was on staff at and then, um, and then agreed to, to plant Highview with me and, um, and, you know, Highview isn't what it is without Josh. I mean, mm-hmm. Josh, Josh was the yin and my yang in so many ways yeah. and still is. And, and, uh, and so just provide a perspective on things, diff- you know, he just thinks about things differently and, and, uh, and we, I think we balance each other out really well. And, uh, so yeah, it was just kind of born out of a friendship of, uh, kind of, not that great worship music jam into that mm. and uh <laughs> and uh, rc sproll books nice. so god can use anything <laughs> is the, the moral that's yeah for sure for sure well um you know i've enjoyed being a part of of what have you has become at this point you, you mentioned seven years in here we are uh which you guys started with five people five people in a house mm-hmm. now apartment in an apartment, pardon me. Yeah, there's several several stages to the to the story, um, but I think it's cool to see you know where God has brought it at this point, um, and the, I think it's really exciting you know that that I get to be a part of it. I know many of our listeners get to be a part of of the life of Highview Church, and um, that's one know. of the coolest things about church planting. Yeah. And and um, one of the things I do is, is coach church planters through the North American Mission Board and. Yeah, and I was having a conversation with a planter recently, and I said, you know, one of the really cool things about this, there's a lot of things that are scary about it and hard about mm-hmm. it, but one of the really cool things is you get to be a part of creating something um, by a work of the Holy Spirit that people who you don't even know yet will be blessed by. Yeah, and that's a really cool. That's thing. awesome. And so, um, extremely rewarding to see. Um, how how many people have been blessed by the church and and a part of it over these last seven years and uh, and God just just continues to work so it's it's cool it's a reminder we labor we labor we labor mm. um, with the hope that something will come from our labor that will bless others and help them um, worship Jesus and so that's been the coolest thing about it so it's been a cool ride. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, yeah. uh, Chad, for, for jumping on here and letting us probe into your, your life and, and giving us a chance to meet you a little bit, you know, and get to know uh, more of what's behind the mic on these mm. you know, incredible episodes that we have here. And we're glad to be back with these guys. If, if these episodes are encouraging to you in any way or helping you out in any way, please, you know, show us a little love, give us a like and a, and a comment or share it, share us on social media. Um, let us know if there's something you would like for us to, to talk about. If there's any questions you have, again, this is a, a you know, hopefully these conversations are helpfully exploring theology, culture, and life in the local church. And so, yeah, let us know if you'd like us to cover anything specifically, and uh, we will see you next time.